Hello, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. Thank you for tuning in this week. I am excited to be talking about all things health and wellness and my own journey and things like that that I am currently into right now. I, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about where I am in my own health journey as well as giving you a preview and a sneak peek of the new menstrual cycle guide that I have created. And yeah, I have so much to say about that. And I think a lot of you are probably listening for that reason. I have been talking about it a lot on social media, and I'm just excited to be able to talk about it in more detail, in more length. So before we dive into all of these good things, I want to give a shout out to the sponsors of this week quickly. First and foremost, Spermidine Life. This is one of my favorite brands to work with. They have a product that has spermidine in it, and essentially this helps trigger autophagy in the body. So autophagy is the process of like cellular renewal. It helps create new, healthier cells and get rid of old, damaged cells. So this is really important when we're looking at hormones, fertility, conception, preconception, all of these things, because it's basically working on a cellular level to help us function better. So I've been taking spermidine life for quite a while now. I think since, I don't even know, maybe August last year. I take two every day. I think it's 1,500 milligrams per cap of spermidine. So I take two of that. And yeah, it, it really helps. I think it's important to kind of just keep healthier cells around and get rid of damaged ones. And the other ways that you can trigger autophagy through things like fasting and certain workouts are not necessarily things that I do on a daily basis. So this kind of covers me in a way that those things don't. Again, because like a lot of like longer fasts tend to be too stressful on the body, especially for women. So I just want to get the benefits of autophagy working in my favor without any damaging side effects. So that's why I take spermidine. They are linked on my website, on my shop, and in the show notes. And a quick shout out to Bioptimizers. I have their magnesium and their digestive enzymes and their probiotics. I think that if you are remotely interested in preconception health and fertility and hormones, which a lot of you are, these are things that you really do need to be taking. If you take a look at any type of prenatal supplement company, and that's another episode that will actually be coming soon. I can't say too much right now, but if you look at any of those companies, they include these ingredients in their stacks. However, I don't know if I would necessarily buy digestive enzymes or probiotics from a prenatal company. I think I would buy obviously a prenatal, like something that has a full spectrum of vitamins and minerals, but I would prefer to buy a probiotic and prebiotic blend and digestive enzymes from a company that specializes more in gut health. And that's what bioptimizers do. So they have some of the best products on the market for this type of thing. And that's why I use them. And I will continue to use them. And even just recently, one of the prenatal companies I was looking at, they have a stack of supplements for your preconception era. And one of the, they have their own, you know, like I said, like prebi prebiotics and uh, digestive enzymes, 
But the thing is, is I already have that and I have, you know, better quality probably. So it doesn't make sense for me to buy stock like that. And I will continue to educate people as well on that. So really check out Buy Optimizers if you are building out your stack of supplements. If you have any type of gut health issues, symptoms, signs, bloating, indigestion, infrequent stools or too frequent stools, diarrhea, constipation, gas. If your skin is having issues, it's typically indicative of gut health issues or hormone issues. So take a look at that. And obviously to just really help support your hormones as well. So that is linked on my shop and on my website as well. And now let's dive into this episode. So I just want to give a quick update on my health. I like to kind of talk about this and just be really open about it because I don't know, I don't want to hide anything. And I I don't know. I think there's like a sense of relatability that comes with it. And it also really just shows the ins and outs of women's health and how things might be great one month and then they're not great the next month. And that is, I just think that's reality. I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think that's normal. I just think it's reality with the world that we live in now. So right now I have been back. I don't know. I've been back from Costa Rica for maybe three weeks. It's not even been that long. And I've been having menstrual cycle imbalances again. So if you go back and listen to my episodes, you know, starting in October, maybe last year, I really, really ramped up this idea of preconception health for myself in October last year, maybe even, maybe even September. And if my cycle got a lot better, my hormones became way more balanced. Some of the symptoms I was dealing with got better. And now I'm kind of like, I don't want to say I'm back at the start, but I'm back to what I was experiencing back then. So I'm having a very long menstrual cycle right now. I don't even want to tell you how long it is. I think, I don't have my phone with me. It's like 52 days, something like that. I am having a lot of pain in my right ovary again, and it's kind of disappointing. I like, I just want to be real for a second. Like, it's kind of disappointing because prior to going to Costa Rica, I had gotten my cycle down to a very healthy 32 days. Literally, like every single cycle since October or September, like was reduced in length. So I went from like 45 days to 39, 36, 32, whatever it was. And the pain in my ovaries was gone. My period was better. I had like better menstrual symptoms during my period. My just everything was just getting so much better. And I went to Costa Rica for three weeks and I got married. And ever since then, it's just not been great. And I don't know necessarily what's causing it. So I know I'm not pregnant because I have taken a pregnancy test and I also, my temperature is not high enough for me to be pregnant. So if you are somebody who tracks your temperature, typically what happens is your temperature will raise for the second half of your cycle and then it drops uh, when you get your period. So when you ovulate, it increases and then when you get your period, it decreases. And if you track your temperature, your temperature will rise like just like it does during ovulation and it'll stay high for 18 days or more. And when you hit that 18th day and 19th day, like the app that I use, Natural Cycles, will actually send me a message. And I know because it's happened to me 
happened years ago. It said like, hey, are you pregnant? Like you might be pregnant because you have a high temperature for over 18 days. So that's how, you know, and so I, this is why I don't think I would ever be blindsided with being pregnant is because I track my body so much that I'm pretty sure I would know. Anyway, this is all to say that that is not my situation right now, but I'm still trying to get to a point of being back in a good state. Now, why do we think that this has happened? I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I have some ideas, and but it's really hard to pinpoint why. So I think a few things that are obvious to mention are like stress, right? So, you know, we had a wedding of about 40 people and they all flew to Costa Rica and we hosted people at this resort for four days from Thursday to Monday. And it took a lot for me to organize this entire thing. It was a lot of work. I was working all weekends. It was like another part-time job. And it's weird though, because like during the stress of that, working on top of my current work, my cycle was great. And then it's like, we went to Costa Rica and I just didn't ovulate. And then we had a honeymoon for, I think it was like 11 days and I didn't ovulate either. And I was so relaxed during that time. Like I didn't even bring my computer. I took my work email off of my phone. I I think I posted on social media once. I don't even know. Like I, I was pretty tapped out. So I was really surprised to see that my body didn't kind of like recognize that in me. Food wise, I was pretty good. I wouldn't say I was at the level of clean eating that I was at prior to leaving. I had alcohol and definitely had like way more fruit than normal, some more processed food than normal for sure. So it wasn't at that level. So it could be nutrition wise that it was off. However, the food and the produce and the fruit in Costa Rica is all local, right? So, you know, you're eating a papaya that was literally grown within five, 10 kilometers of where you are. It's not this idea of like, you know, (laughs) a papaya is grown in Mexico and it's taken off the tree before it is ripened. And then it's in a truck, which is surrounded by fumes and chemicals. And then it gets to Canada and then you eat it in Canada two weeks later. Like, no, that's not how this works. Even with the seafood, right? It's so fresh. It's caught the morning of, out of the ocean that you are on, or the night before. It's not frozen. So I don't know. I don't know if it would be the nutrition. My gut tells me it's not. Um, I also don't think it was the stress, actually. So I don't know what it was. I wasn't taking any of my supplements for three weeks. I will tell you that. I took... Like I said, like I took magnesium, digestive enzymes, and probiotics with me, but I wasn't taking them every single day. And I didn't take any of the supplements that directly impact egg quality, follicle quality, and mitochondria. Like I wasn't taking any of my, let's call them preconception hormone balancing supplements. I didn't take anything. So that could be a factor. I didn't do any red light therapy because I didn't have any. I didn't do any castor oil packs. And I actually didn't exercise as much as normal. So it could potentially be exercise related, although it did feel really nice to rest a lot. You know, before I left, I was doing two a days essentially, but very relaxed two a days. So two a days means like two workouts a day, 
one workout was always walking outside for 45 minutes. And then the other workout would be the gym, a steam room, yoga. Like I, I counted basically anything that made me sweat remotely. So it was definitely not like super intense. It was like a gentle two a days situation. But in Costa Rica, that was not the case. I mean, of course, we walked around a lot and we were at the beach and doing different things like that, but it was a lot less regimented. So I, I, again, I don't know if it was that. Someone in my DM said like it could be the radiation from all the flights that I took. And that kind of sucks to hear because I think it it definitely could be that. We took two flights to get there and three flights to get home because there's no direct flight from Vancouver to Costa Rica. So could it be that? I mean, maybe. Like, yeah, maybe it could be. I don't know. It, it's hard to say. It's it's really hard to say at this point what it is. Because on the other hand, it's like, yeah, maybe it was radiation and, and that's something that you are not exposed to a lot. But then also I had way more sunshine, way more vitamin D, way more fresh air, exposure to negative ions, exposure to natural bacteria in the air and in the ocean and on the sand and and the grounding that comes from living in a place like that is next level because you're taking your shoes off all the time. Like you're constantly walking on the earth, you know? So I don't know. Regardless, this is all to say that I am back to my program, I guess, that I was kind of working on prior to this. And it's taken me a little bit, I'm not going to lie, to get back into it. I have just kind of been feeling unbalanced since I've been home, kind of lost a little bit in my purpose and career and that type of thing. But I definitely feel better now. It was probably the worst the first week I got back. So the pain in my right ovary has not really gotten better, which is hard. So. Uh, I think Saturday night I went to try get an ultrasound done at the local hospital here. And they basically told me, <laughs> they basically told me to schedule an ultrasound during the week when the place is open and to take Advil for the pain. And that was typical Canadian healthcare system answer. I guess what else was I expecting? And so right now I need to book my ultrasound for this week to take a look. And the reason that I'm doing this is It's not that I'm going to be surprised when they say, oh, you have cysts on your ovaries because they've told me that before. I've went down this journey of PCOS. This is not my first time dealing with this. It's a preventative measure to make sure that this is not a cyst that is large or a tumor or a growth or anything that is cause for alarm or more severe. And when I have this like dull, achy pain that lasts a long time, you know, 10 days, two weeks type of thing, it's a little scary. And it's definitely something that makes me um, question a lot of things. And so that's why I'm going to get it checked and just make sure that like, yeah, you have cysts on this ovary, but that's, it's not that it's okay, but you know, you've had them for years and it's nothing worse. Actually, also want to get my um, cervical cancer test done as well because I haven't had one done in a while. 
And I think it's good to be proactive about these things and preventative at the same time. I want to share with you something that I've recently been working on that has a very short deadline, but they always have short deadlines, right? It seems everything today is ASAP. Anyways, I have not been able to keep up with my self-care routine as much as normal. Less workouts, less meditation, and obviously my nutrition has slipped a bit as well. And part of that is definitely going to Costa Rica. (laughs) I was starting to get really stressed out when I remembered that the magnesium breakthrough I take every night for sleeping better is also a great support for stress management. In fact, magnesium is responsible for over 30 body reactions, and magnesium breakthrough is the only magnesium formula that delivers all these seven different forms of magnesium, each with its unique benefits, one of them being feeling more calm, centered, and in control of our stress levels. So now I am taking magnesium breakthrough in the morning to counterbalance the stress from coffee and calm my nervous system for the day. Since I started, I've noticed a significant improvement in my overall sense of well-being, and I definitely feel more chill. If you're also trying to balance life demands, give it a try. Trust me, your mind and body will thank you for it. Visit magbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbrittany and order now. In addition to the discount you get by using my code biohackingbrittany, there are always amazing gifts with every purchase. That's also why I love shopping at Bioptimizers. Go now to magbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbrittany to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with your purchase. So that's currently where I'm at. I am back to my preconception program. I don't know what I'm going to call it. Pre-90, preconception for 90 days, something like that. And yeah, I'm going to be... I've talked about it before in different ways, and I'm really just kind of testing what works, I think. So the program is very similar to what I was doing from January to March and similar what I was doing to September to November. And it's basically built on the idea of things that can help you before you try to conceive, obviously. And The idea kind of came actually when I first did 75 Hard, which is a health program and health and fitness program. And I did that in 2021. Yes, I did that in 2021 for the first time. And I did really well on it, to be honest. And then last year, I did it again. And then this year, I changed it. And now I'm kind of building on that, but making it more fertility and hormone focused. So I'll go over this just quickly if you don't know. What it kind of looks like right now is two days, again, so two workouts a day. And when people hear that, they're like, two workouts a day, how can that be like great for fertility and hormones? And it's like, no, listen, it's like two sweat sessions, two movement times a day. So one of them has to be outdoors. Uh, I walk my dog for 45 minutes and the other one is sweating. So again, you can sit in a sauna, you can go to a yin yoga class, you can do a stretching YouTube video, I don't care what you do, just as long as you're moving your body in a different way. So there's that, a gallon of water every single day, 
And these are the same rules as well for 75 hard. Gallon of water every single day. I use filtered water. I restructure it. And I currently don't, I guess I kind of add minerals in. I add minerals and electrolytes in. I follow a diet. And so this is paleo is what I'm currently doing, focusing on non-inflammatory foods, no processed foods, no alcohol. I do drink coffee and I will continue to do that. That may be something that I take away in the future. We'll see. But as of right now, I'm drinking coffee, but no sugar, no, like nothing out of a box, uh, no crackers, no cookies, like nothing. If you have, I would argue that if you have to question if it's a whole food, then it's not. (laughs) You should be able to look at it and very well be like, this is a real natural whole food. So sticking to that. And then my other ones are supplements, taking my supplements every day. And that's a whole episode in itself. I've actually already recorded that. You can go listen to it. And also... I do a biohack for my ovaries every day. The ones that I'm rotating right now, there's quite a few. So either acupuncture, which is once a week, I'm back going, especially right now when my cycle's irregular, it's important for me to get it back to a good point and help with the pain. So acupuncture, red light therapy on my ovaries, this is easy. I have multiple red light therapy devices. You literally just, place it on top of your ovaries about 30 minutes a day or a castor oil pack. I like, I love these. Actually, I love them. And I have on my blog, I talk about how to do them. I've talked about them on other episodes as well. Or I do vaginal steaming. So those are the kind of four that I rotate. Some people call it like yoni steaming. But again, it's this idea of like bringing circulation to the reproductive organs. I like steaming my setup with my vaginal steaming right now is not great. I really need to invest in buying the proper stool and the whole setup. And that will be something that I'm doing. But regardless, those are kind of, I do one of those a day and it's easy, right? Like I have an acupuncture appointment tomorrow. Okay. It's done today. I don't. Okay. So what am I going to do? My red light therapy device is charged. I'm going to put it on my ovaries while I work at my desk. Great. It's, it doesn't have to be this you know, momentous thing that you do. And then the last thing I think, I hope I'm not forgetting anything. I'm thinking about the list. It's in my head. The last thing I do that I'm working on is my oral health. And that is simply by (laughs) flossing my teeth daily. This is just something that I don't know if I will actually like add it into my official, official program and preconception guide when it comes out. But for me, this is like one of the healthiest the healthy habits that I really, really struggle with. So I do think there's something to be said about the oral microbiome connecting with the gut microbiome, connecting with your hormones. So I think everything is related in some sort of way. However, this might not necessarily be something that I include because it doesn't really have a direct impact as much. But yeah, so two workouts a day, one has to be outside following a very nutrient-dense diet. This is pivotal. Taking the correct supplements, doing a biohack right on the ovaries and on on down there, and a gallon of water. So it's just staying hydrated and then oral health, working on it through flossing. 
that's kind of what I'm back to right now. I'm going to do this. I mean, I've been like kind of getting back into it since I've been back, but I'll, I don't know. Honestly, I might just continue to do this until I can't do it anymore or until we actually start to try to conceive, which won't be until the fall probably. So how many months is that? Let's see, May, June, July, August, that's four months. Yeah, that that checks out. I think for women, if you're listening and you are part of the preconception people, <laughs> I can't talk, preconception people that I have like attracted to my business recently, I would say this is something you want to do for 90 days. And I would also get your partner to jump on this as well for at minimum 40 days, ideally 60, 90 days as well. And he needs to be taking different supplements. So yeah, that's more information to come on that. Obviously, you can do some research online, but it's it's really important for men as well to really, really look at their fertility and their sperm quality and their sperm motility and quantity as well. If you've seen statistics, you know that all of these are decreasing with our population and there's a reason to why that is happening. So I think if you're serious and if you are intentional and you really, really want to plan as much as you can, I really encourage you to think about preconception health like I am and like a lot of people are starting to do slowly. But anyway, that is a update. We'll see how this ultrasound goes. I'll probably post about it on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. So if you don't follow me already, it's at Biohacking Brittany. And recently, I've had so much content popping off about this idea of preconception health and cycle syncing and living in flow with your menstrual cycle. And a lot of you are sending me DMs asking about like your personal situations. And I appreciate this and I'm here to help as a registered holistic nutritionist and a biohacker and someone who's been into natural health since I was a teenager, like I'm I'm here to help. So feel free to continue to do that. I am not seeing clients one-on-one right now. <laughs> There's multiple people asking me, I'm not. And it's not that I don't want to, it's that I don't really have the bandwidth for it. I don't see my business going in that direction. And I'm happy to send you support, you know, voice messages on Instagram type of idea. But beyond that right now, that's all I can do. I don't think it's scalable for my business right now to do one-on-one consulting. That might change. We'll see. But as of right now, I'm just, I'm not open for one-on-ones but I will help you. Like I said, I will help you because it's just easy. You know, like voice notes are so easy on Instagram. I can just send them and then I can give you my two cents and then you can do with that whatever you want or ask me another question. So feel free to do that. Okay, now time to get into the guide. Let me just give you a little backstory about this guide. Okay, I had this idea years ago, years ago. I remember when I was in New Zealand, I lived in New Zealand for a little bit, like 10 months or so. And I was studying holistic nutrition. I was working at a company called Oh Baby Nutrition. And I was really getting into this idea of living in flow with your cycle. 
Some people call it cycle syncing. And I created this chart. Like I have the first version of this chart, okay? You don't want to see it. <laughs> it's brutal, but it's it's there. And I had this first version of this chart and it was on my website. I took it down. I put it back up and took it down over the years. And now here we are in 2023, five years later, and I am in my business full time and I start creating content about living in the flow of your cycle and it just goes nuts on Instagram. And so many people have seen my videos and I I didn't plan on building this guide out, okay, right now. I didn't plan this. I, yeah, I wanted to flush the chart out into a full-on guide a while ago. I didn't have the bandwidth. I was working so much. I was planning a wedding, all of these things. But then last week, literally last week, so many people were like, I need more information on this. And as anybody who runs a business knows that when your customers speak directly and say what they're looking for, like you have to act on it and it's timely and it it actually does matter how quickly you put out the product. And that's where we are now. So I have spent a very large chunk of my time recently creating this guide. It's 59 pages. <laughs> it's called Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide. Let me pull up the tagline. And it's, which is your ultimate guide to a vibrant life through every phase of your menstrual cycle. And essentially, I teach you how to live and flow with your cycle. And I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a preview right now. So, Something that's valuable in this guide is the cycle chart. And like I said, this chart, the origin was 2018. And now when I look at this, it looks so much better. There's so much more information in it. Holy, so much more information. So this chart goes through the different phases of the menstrual cycle. So the menstrual phase, which is days one to six. The follicular phase, which is days 1 to 13, it includes the menstrual phase. The ovulatory phase, which is typically days 14 to 18, this is when you ovulate. And the luteal phase, which is days 14 to 28, this includes ovulation. And I have all of the information of what you need to thrive during each phase. So I describe what happens so you know on a biological level what's going on. I describe what it feels like. I have a whole column about what it feels like. And this is important because I didn't want to just be like, oh yeah, eat this food during this phase and like, you know, go for it. It's like, no, what do women actually feel during the phases? How does it affect their mental health? How does it affect their emotional health? And also like energy levels, sleep, libido, like what is actually going on and what does it look like? So I talk about all of this. I talk about how you feel sometimes. You feel more introverted versus extroverted throughout your cycle, how your energy flows, your sleep, your confidence, your focus, your libido, like I said, physical strength as well, and appetite, mood, PMS, all of those things. So that's kind of like the mental, emotional aspect. I then have a column about food and nutrition, which I have shared on Instagram, although this is updated and it's got more details. So I tell you basically what foods 
are going to support the different phases of the cycle. For example, the menstrual phase, you want to be eating more foods that have iron in them because you're losing iron because you are bleeding, essentially. And obviously, there's iron in the red blood cells. So things like eating more red meat. If you don't eat meat, you want to look at things like beets, kale, kelp, mushrooms, because those are high in iron. Ovulation, we can look at things like estrogen reducing and sulfur-rich vegetables, because typically around ovulation is when we can get estrogen excess and we have to be careful with kind of keeping it at a good level. So how do we do that? There's different foods that we can eat and different vegetables that really support healthy estrogen balance. And that includes things like cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale, and cabbage. As a biohacker and somebody who is just super into health, especially on a cellular level, I really, really value autophagy. And there's different ways to trigger autophagy, like fasting. But as someone who you know, is very wary of her hormones and menstrual cycle right now. Fasting every single day isn't something I am currently looking at doing. However, you can trigger autophagy through taking spermidine. So I take spermidine from a company called Spermidine Life. I talk about them on my social media as well. And essentially, I take two of their supplements every single day. Autophagy is the cellular renewal process that happens And when you take spermidine, you are helping to trigger this to happen more often and more frequently. And so basically you are getting healthier, more active, cleaner cells and kind of killing off and getting rid of the ones that are sluggish and old. And we really, really do want to help this process and let it happen more naturally in the body, but we can also support it through taking spermidine. This process decreases as we age. So it actually gets more and more important that we, you know, bring in things like a spermidine supplement to support it. You also notice a difference about two to three months after taking spermidine every single day in your hair, skin, and nails. It has made my hair grow. My nails are so long right now. Seriously, they are so long. And it really helps you have glowing healthy skin. So it helps with longevity, it helps with cleaning up your cells, and it helps with all of the beauty things that we all care about. You can try spermidine. I suggest it. They even have a subscription. You just sign up for a subscription and then you don't even have to think about it. It just gets delivered to your house. Isn't that so easy and smart? I take their current one that's called Extra Plus. This has 1,300 milligrams of Selvio wheat germ extract in it, which is the spermidine. You can go to my website, www.biohackingbrittany.com, go to my shop page and click to Spermidine Life right there. Use my link, use my discount code, which is Brittany in all capitals, and you will get a discount on everything. They even have powder forms you can add to water. They have stronger forms, which I'm taking right now, or you can take the basic formula. There's lots of different options for you. And it will be linked in the show notes of this podcast episode as well. So go right now, try Spermidine Life if you want to enhance your autophagy, support your longevity, and also get some hair, nails, and skin benefits. So there's way more in it than that. And then there's another column that talks about the nutrients, herbs, and botanicals 
during each phase. Now, this was really interesting because I actually had did more research on this when I was creating this so that I could give you more information because I'm not a herbalist. Like I don't know this off by hand. Like I do a lot of other things in terms of health. So I went back to the research for this. And so for example, if we look at what's a good one, like even if we go back to the menstrual phase, right? So when you're on your period, I'm going to read you what I wrote. So this is the nutrients, herbs, and botanicals recommendation. So menstrual is omega-3 and B vitamins, iron with vitamin C because vitamin C helps iron be absorbed in the body. And then herbs and botanicals are things like shatavari, which I think is an adaptogen as well, actually. Cinnamon, ginger, and turmeric because it's just very warming, helps with you feeling more grounded. And then also red raspberry or nettle leaf tea. So there's different ones, you know, again, depending on what phase you're in. And then the last part of this chart is another two columns. So I split it into three pages because there was too much information. And this second column is exercise. So there's different workouts that you can do during different phases of your cycle that really support you. Now, what's interesting about this is, again, I made this reel about this last week, I think it was maybe two weeks ago, and it's gained so much popularity. I think it has over 600,000 views right now on Instagram. And a woman wrote that there's actually different yoga positions that you can do during your menstrual cycle that support it. And I didn't know this. So that's not included in this because I'm not a yoga instructor, but that's definitely something that I would do in a 2.0 version is kind of add that in because I think that's really, really cool. So her example was like, you know, again, during the menstrual part, when you're bleeding, you don't want to be doing things like inversions or back bends because you don't want to be over extenuating that part of the body. So I found that very interesting. But this exercise column really talks about different things you can do. And these are suggestions, right? Like, I'm not saying do all of these every single week or every single day. Like it's just ideas of things that might support your body better during that time. So for menstrual, the bleeding days, I wrote yoga one to four times a week, walking daily outdoors or treadmill, gentle Pilates one to two times a week or stretching. Ovulation, ovulatory, this is when you are at your peak so things like spinning one to two times a week, like a spin class, hit cardio one to three times a week, heavy weights one to three times a week, yoga one to two times a week, because you have more strength during this time. You have more stamina, you have more energy, like you have way more energy during this time. And then the last column, this is actually probably my favorite column because I am a biohacker and I care a lot about this stuff, but I have a lifestyle and biohacks column. And this is not something that I actually see a lot. I, yeah, this is definitely not something I see a lot of people talking about. So this talks about like a wide variety of things that can support you during your cycle that's beyond supplements and exercise and eating and, and how you feel. It's the healthy habits. So I'll, I'll read you one of them. For example, the follicular phase, which is the first half of your cycle. I wrote socialize more, 
try new workout classes, vaginal steaming once or twice a week. This is when you want to travel, castor oil packs one to four times a week, and any types of fasts after your period. So a bunch of people wrote to me being like, when can I fast? And I have included fasting in this. I've included when to vaginal steam, when to do castor oil packs, and also when to sauna and do anything like that. Because you actually don't want to be doing those all month, especially things like the fasting, the vaginal steaming, the castor oil packs, because it brings well, especially the castor oil packs and the vegetable steaming, like because that brings so much circulation and blood flow to the area, there's certain times of the month where you don't want to do that. So for example, like you don't want to be doing that during your period. You don't want to be doing that during ovulation, actually. So you, you have to kind of be careful. I also included cleanses. Like if you want to do any type of like one to three day cleanse, whether that's like a juice cleanse or... I don't know, something else like that. There's a certain time of the month when that is better for the female body. Okay. I also talk about seed cycling. This is a concept that I learned about forever ago. I think like, yeah, when I first went to my naturopath when I was a teenager, I learned about seed cycling. So I show you what seeds you should be taking, why, and then I include the recipes on how to blend them and make them and how often to take them and how much. So that's all included for you. And then after that, we get into the meal plans. So I've included 32 recipes and two full meal plans. One meal plan is to be followed the first half of your cycle. The second meal plan is to be followed during the second half of your cycle. And I talk and explain that, obviously, in this. I also include a bunch of different tips and how to really optimize it. So I give you a weekly overview of all your meals. I give you the key nutrients that are included. For example, phytoestrogens, iron, vitamin C, antioxidants, omega-3 fats. And then I actually break down the weekly nutrients per day for you. So you're going to see there's a chart that says like, if you follow this meal plan for Friday's meals, it's going to be 1,566 calories. It's 75 grams of fat. It's 124 grams of carbs. It's 117 grams of protein. It's all written out for you and the micronutrients as well. So if you really care about things like vitamin A, C, D, E, your B vitamins, folate is in there, which we know is really important for fertility, zinc as well, those types of things. So for people who kind of track macronutrients and even micronutrients, this is helpful for you. I also have a grocery list for the meal plan. It's organized by section. And so when you go to the grocery store, it's so easy because it's literally organized by where everything typically is for groceries in a grocery store. So all the fruit is together, all the vegetables are together, all the boxed and canned things are together, like lentils and quinoa, the baking aisle. It's very systematic. And then the recipes are there. It shows you how many servings, how long it takes to make it, directions, notes about like leftovers and substitutions, ingredients, and then the nutrition as well. So how many calories and everything are in it. So that is 
what you get basically twice because there's two full meal plans, one for each half of the cycle. And each half of the cycle includes two phases. And then I get to the FAQ. And this was really important for me to include because I didn't want to just give you some charts and meal plans. I wanted to give you some answers as well, some direct answers to your most common questions. And some of this is actually based off of, I think, my episode from last week or might have been the week before where I was answering some of your health questions. These are the ones I get the most. So I'm going to read to you the questions that I answer. And it's in full detail, like full detail. So I think there's 10, maybe nine questions. So the first one is, how can I track my menstrual cycle phases? The second one, what if I don't know which phase of my cycle I'm in? The third one, what if I'm on hormonal birth control? The fourth one, what is biohacking and how does it impact female health? Fifth, how does my cervical mucus change throughout my cycle? Six, how do I create a castor oil pack? Seven, what are the benefits of living in ebb and flow with your cycle? Eight, how do I start vaginal steaming? Nine, when should I fast throughout my menstrual cycle? I'm not going to answer those for you because it's in the guide. (laughs) And you also don't want to hear me read off of it. I don't think that's fun for anybody. So I highly, highly suggest you get this guide. Now, I know there's a lot of people, like I said, who are interested in preconception health. And yes, I am making a program or a guide. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Some sort of digital product. But this is a fantastic place for you to start. I think it's really important for you to understand how your body changes throughout your cycle before you even look necessarily at fertility. Like, let's take it back a step and let's just look at your hormones in your female body first. I think that is important. So even if I came out, if when I come out with a preconception program, I am still going to suggest that everybody who signs up for that or becomes a customer or whatever, that they start with this because I think this is fundamental before going into that realm. You need to understand what is ovulation? When do you ovulate? How how does it feel? How do you optimize that phase of your cycle so that when you ovulate, when you are trying to conceive, you understand when it's happening, you understand what to do to maximize it, to optimize it, and you kind of just have this foundational understanding of your health and of women's health in general. So I suggest you get this guide ASAP. It is live on my website now. I will link it in the show notes for you to take a listen. And so you can really just hop right over there. I do have an idea. (laughs) I don't even know if I should mention this, but I will. I think that I would like to create a secondary product that goes with this. Ooh, can't believe I'm saying this because now I have to do it. I think I'd like to create a workbook, a digital workbook that goes with this. I don't know when that's going to come out, probably next month. I need a little bit of a breather from just developing a digital product so fast. I don't think I've ever developed something so fast in my life. Yeah. So that is something I I am thinking about because I think it would be fantastic for you to be able to print out the charts and, and print out your favorite recipes and the meal plan, and then also have some sort of workbook for you to 
go through, whether it's a daily checklist of things you have to do, or it's you writing out how you feel and your emotional state, maybe your physical state, things like that. I think that's important as well. So that is kind of ruminating in my head. We will see. And until then, I really do suggest that you download this guide and take a look. And also, if you get it, please leave me a review. (laughs) Reviews are really important because they're social proof and they help other women just like you understand what you should be doing, if the guide is helpful, that type of thing. Um, You can also leave me a private review. Like You can even send me an email and be like, hey, I love this and this did this and this for me. I don't want to share it publicly, but I just want you to know. Like Any type of feedback helps me create better content and products in the future. So thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for caring and thank you for just being so open to really living in the ebb and flow of your female body, of your hormones, and of your cycle. I think it's really important. If you want to just reach me sooner than an email because you're like me and you're millennial and you don't need to be on emails all day or don't like to be, uh, send me a message on Instagram. It is easily the most play, like most active platform that I'm on. Like TikTok, yeah, I'm there, but I'm just there because I don't even know. Things get repurposed and I post there. Instagram is really my bread and butter. So message me. I will respond to you. And stay tuned for another episode coming shortly and more interviews with experts as well. Thanks and have a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.